This podcast is all about getting children and families playing and exploring outside. But why does that even matter? Today, we are going to be talking about five reasons you should be excited to spend time outside with your family. Listen in. Welcome to Happy Outdoor Families, the podcast that encourages and equips families to spend more time exploring and playing together outside. I'm your host, Emily Eisenbarger, and I hope that as you listen in each week, you will feel inspired and excited about reconnecting your kids and yourselves with the outdoors. Each Monday, I will be bringing you a grown-up episode featuring conversations about all things outdoor play and adventure-related. Every Wednesday, make sure you tune in for an episode just for the kids to listen to with their grown-ups, where I will bring you a simple play invitation to get you started with some fun, open-ended outdoor play. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. There are so many things that we do every day to make sure our families are taken care of and that their needs are met. We make sure that they are clothed and fed and safe. We make sure that they are being adequately educated. And broadly speaking, we provide them with the things that we view as important and valuable to their lives and to the lives of our families. I'm sure that many of us have different things that are more or less important to us in our parenthood. Maybe you are somebody who makes time to read out loud to your kids every single day, or you have a night every week where you gather together to play board games or watch a movie. Maybe sports are something that you find a lot of value in, or you're a mom who prioritizes fun crafts and hands-on activities. There are so many great things that we can incorporate into our homes But certainly our time and resources are limited and we can't make it all a priority. So if I'm going to come back week after week, encouraging you to take your kids outside and make that a priority, I had better give you some good reasons why that should matter to you. So today I'm giving you five excellent reasons why spending time outside will benefit you and your kids. Reason number one, Time in nature is good for our mental health and social functioning. Listen to some of these research findings and ask yourself if you think you could benefit. And I will link articles with all this information in the show notes if you want to read more in depth. Dr. Gregory Bratman and his colleagues at the University of Washington shared in 2019 that contact with nature is associated with increased happiness, subjective well-being, positive affect, positive social interactions, and a sense of meaning and purpose in life, as well as decreases in mental distress. Time in nature has been shown to help us function better. Research has found that time interacting with nature restores attention and reduces mental fatigue. We perform better on mental tasks, and the improvements come even from just viewing nature, though actually being in an outdoor setting shows increased benefits. Children who have more access to and spend time in green spaces show higher attention and focus, are more calm, and even have a reduced risk of a number of psychiatric disorders later in life. Even just being able to view nature, like having a window with a view of a green space, 
can have a positive impact on attention and mood. And that to me is pretty remarkable. How does this translate to families specifically? Well, there are researchers looking at just that. Dr. Dina Eisenstark at San Jose State University, who has focused much of her research on the impact of time and nature on families, makes the argument through her work that spending time with family outside can significantly strengthen family bonds. And I'm very excited to be able to actually interview Dr. Eisenstark in a few weeks. So make sure you listen in. We'll talk more about her research then. But one of her studies that I found particularly interesting and that I wanted to bring up today was a setup in which mother-daughter pairs were asked to either take a 20-minute walk together around a mall or take a walk together in nature. Researchers tested mothers' and daughters' attention and feelings of cohesion before and after these outings through a series of activities, and the results were clear that walking in nature had far better outcomes on both restoring attention and a feeling of closeness between mothers and daughters compared to an indoor walk. One aspect of the findings in this study that was solely impacted by the nature walk was that moms and daughters who walked in nature displayed greater cohesion, a sense of unity, closeness, and the ability to get along compared to before their walk. This is simply a 20-minute walk together outside. It can be that simple. And if the mental and social benefits of getting outside are not compelling enough, let me give you reason number two. And that is that time in nature is good for our physical health and development. Of course, our mental health and physical health are very connected, but getting more time outside definitely has some specific physical health outcomes. Spending more time outside is linked to reduced risk of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, preterm birth, and better sleep. People with more access to nature also have reduced blood pressure and heart rate. All of this, I think, is pretty obvious, right? As technology has taken over so many aspects of our lives, and we're generally a more sedentary society. So the increased physical activity that comes with being outside is going to definitely help with that. Time in nature is also linked to strengthened immune systems. We've all heard that old sentiment, maybe as we were scraping mud out of a toddler's mouth, that a little dirt is good for our kids and will make them stronger. Well, scientists have been theorizing about that very thing and have found some really interesting evidence to back up that traditional wisdom. Maybe not suggesting that we eat mud, but spending a little time interacting with the earth might help. There was a fascinating article that came out about a year ago about a particular region on the border of Finland and Russia. On one side of the border, life had become more modernized, while the other side had remained more traditional agrarian. What was observed was that the kids in the more modernized setting had a significantly higher prevalence of allergies. The theory is that our immune systems over thousands of years have been developed right alongside microbes in the natural environment. When you don't get enough of the input from the natural environment because you're not spending time interacting with plants and dirt and trees, your immune system just can't develop as well. Children in the country environment 
were found to have more diverse bacteria on their skin, specifically a set of microbes commonly found in plants. They further found that the children with more of this bacteria had more of a particular type of cell in their bloodstream that made them better at fighting inflammation. This is an oversimplification of the study, but is this not fascinating? There are also scientific theories that the type of air we breathe when we walk through forests directly strengthens our immunity for similar reasons in that trees release organic compounds that have antibacterial properties. So being in nature, it seems, is a vital piece in creating a healthy body. One other point I will make about physical health, while it's great for us as adults, I would argue that the way that outdoor play benefits our kids' physical development is even more motivating to me. Kids are generally just able to play and move outside in ways that they do not when they are indoors. They have opportunities to jump, climb, spin, roll. They traverse uneven terrain as they walk through fields and over hills and rocks and logs. They can practice throwing things, swinging things around, and generally just playing in ways that are not going to naturally happen inside. All of this play leads to better balance and coordination, and it's so beneficial for developing vestibular and proprioceptive senses, which I find so interesting and which we'll definitely talk about in more depth in another week. But just briefly, those senses have to do with our sense of balance, our spatial orientation, and our sense of our body's position. So spending time outside has been shown to help with all of these things. Spending time outside has also been shown to help in developing better vision. And of course, being outside ups our levels of vitamin D as well. On top of that, nature is a fantastic environment for play that promotes brain development and cognitive skills. In fact, the very movements that improve our kids' physical abilities are also improving their mental abilities at the same time. In his book, How to Raise a Wild Child, Scott Sampson says, compared to kids confined indoors, children who regularly play in nature show heightened motor control, including balance, coordination, and agility. They tend to engage more in imaginative and creative play, which in turn fosters language, abstract reasoning, and problem-solving skills, together with a sense of wonder. Nature play is superior at engendering a sense of self and a sense of place, allowing children to recognize both their independence and interdependence. Play in outdoor settings also exceeds indoor alternatives in fostering cognitive, emotional, and moral development. If you are worried about school readiness, you may want to put away some of the worksheets and consider incorporating more free time in nature into your child's routine. All right, mental health, physical health, time for my number three reason for getting outside, which is that intentionally prioritizing time outside helps us to disconnect from our technology-heavy lives. When we add in more outside hours, we by necessity will be replacing something else in our lives. I would suggest that for many of us, 
looking at our digital media use might be a good place to start. I looked up some statistics on screen use in children, and there's a lot of fascinating information out there on how screen time has changed over time, where kids are spending their screen hours, how that differs by age and gender and socioeconomic status and race. It's all very interesting, and I'll link some more info for you if you want to look at those details. But for today, the point that I really want to drive home is that as a society, we are spending more time looking at a screen than is recommended for our health and well-being. And it is a major challenge for most of us. The undeniable fact is that we have a limited amount of hours in each day. We choose what to fill them with based on our various responsibilities, our values, and often also the unconscious driving forces in our brains that lead us to scrolling social media or binging a new show when we really don't want to. I mean, sometimes we do want to, right? I like Instagram. I like seeing your pictures and getting inspired. And lately I've been loving watching The Crown on Netflix. But I think for many of us, myself included, if we were asked to divvy up the hours that we want to spend on various things, the amount of time that we would allot to digital media would be less than it actually is in our lives right now. And that's probably the case for what we want our kids to be spending their time on too, if statistics are any indication. This may not be you. You may have like the perfect balance of screen time and feel really good with where you're at, and that's fabulous. But this is just a suggestion. If you feel like maybe you spend a little bit more time than you want to on your phone, or your kids do, or they spend more time playing video games or watching TV than you wish they did, that maybe this is something that could take the place of some of that. What I want to suggest is that time outdoors can replace some of that leisure time that would otherwise go to TV and social media and video games. You have to decide where that balance is for you. Here's where I'm going to get anecdotal for a minute and tell you how this plays out for our house. So remember, I have a seven-year-old, four-and-a-half-year-old, and a two-and-a-half-year-old. When we go outside, my kids are not on screens and they are not asking for screens. They're young now, and I'm sure that this will evolve over time and potentially become more challenging as they grow and maybe not want to play with me so much outside. But I hope that I'm setting them up with a family culture that includes lots of time outside and doesn't emphasize screen use to the level that it currently is emphasized in our culture. And honestly, the effect on me is probably even more important at this stage of parenthood because when I am outside, I am not on screens. I am far less tempted to check my phone when I'm on a hike or at the park or just puttering around the yard. I want to set an example for my kids that while technology does add a lot of value to our lives, it is not the center of our lives. It's something I am continuously working on and refining and figuring out for myself. I still frequently have the urge to escape the present moment, especially when I'm feeling overwhelmed by checking my phone over and over again. And for what? I don't know. These devices are designed to stimulate our brains in 
the way that keeps us returning again and again and again. What I have found, though, is that I have that urge far, far less when I'm spending time outside. I don't want to escape. I don't want a distraction. And I think that's because the impact of time in nature, as we talked about a few minutes ago, is a sense of calm, of restoration, of attention, of reduced stress. And the bonus here is that because I'm feeling better physically and mentally, I find that I have less of a desire to look at my phone when I'm inside. Ginny Urich of A Thousand Hours Outside cited screen time statistics as one of the driving forces behind why she created her Thousand Hours Outside Challenge, which is to get a thousand hours of outside time logged over the course of a year. When she read that American kids were averaging 1,200 hours of screen time per year, she decided to design this challenge that would encourage families to match or exceed their screen time with outside time. She wanted to fight against the trend and get her kids outside more. With this simple idea, she has created a global movement of tens of thousands of individuals and families who are joining her, tracking hours, and finding new fun ways to spend time outside. The desire to get back to nature has obviously resonated with so many families, including those of you listening, or at least I'm assuming that's why you're listening. A thousand hours in a year doesn't have to be your goal. Maybe it's a hundred hours. Or maybe you have a weekly goal of just getting outside one day or two days. A lot of the benefits that I've been referencing seem to really show up when we get at least about two hours of outside time in per week, which I think is pretty manageable for most of us. And can you see how all of these reasons that I'm giving today really are interconnected? Well, let's get on to perhaps a more abstract reason that I'm going to give you for getting time outside on your regular schedule. So reason number four, time in nature inspires awe. Now this could arguably be lumped in with mental well-being back in number one, but I'm going to give it its own bullet point because I think it's worth talking about on its own. So first let's define awe. This is coming from researchers at Berkeley who say awe is the feeling we get in the presence of something vast that challenges our understanding of the world. When people feel awe, they may use other words to describe the experience, such as wonder, amazement, surprise, or transcendence. So these researchers have found connections between having awe-inspiring experiences and better health, happiness, and life satisfaction, even generous behaviors. Of course, these are all things that are really difficult to measure And I do wonder if some of this effect has to do with the attitudes of the people who report feeling more awe, kind of a chicken or egg situation. But in any case, it is obvious that it feels good to be amazed. So the most common sources of awe are other people, nature, and religion or spirituality. We may feel awe when we witness an amazing accomplishment by a person or group, for example. When we watch someone break a world record at the Olympics or hear an incredible musical movement, when we view a piece of art or some amazing work of architecture. 
Perhaps you have felt awe as you have studied a religious text or participated in meditation and prayer. Maybe you can think of times when you've had these experiences in nature, seeing a particularly beautiful sunset or visiting some beautiful or remarkable place. When I was around 11 years old, I vividly remember a night at summer camp where we gathered up our sleeping bags and pillows and spent the night out in a big grassy field right under the stars. As all of the lights went out and the air started to cool, I remember staring at the sky and watching as star after star slowly became visible in the sky. It felt like the more I stared, the more stars I could see until they seemed to be absolutely filling the sky. If you have ever had the opportunity to get out away from civilization and away from light pollution and been able to look up at the sky on a clear night, you probably understand what I mean. It is breathtaking. And that is awe. I still remember that feeling so vividly. And look, you don't have to be on a grand adventure to feel awe in nature. It can be an ordinary Thursday morning when you stop and take a moment to look at a flower or look at a snowflake, really look at it or stoop down and notice just how much your backyard or your park is teeming with life. Plants, bugs, birds, fungi in every possible space. The earth is a remarkable place. And when we and our kids notice that, we benefit and we grow in our appreciation for these green spaces that we have. Young kids are generally way better at this than adults as they have the advantage of the world being new. If you've had a chance to spend some time with a baby or a toddler, you notice how they behave. You notice how they can be captivated by the smallest, simplest thing. They are great at this. They are a great example to us adults of stopping and noticing and appreciating because the truth is that while leaves falling from a tree in autumn is almost guaranteed to be mind-blowing to our toddler, it can be mind-blowing to us too as we contemplate all of the processes that happen in that tree as it changes from season to season and all that it gives to us. And this is just one example. And if you have a hard time having moments of awe in your backyard, perhaps you'll feel some sense of wonder and amazement just as you look at your kids and you see them having these moments of discovery. Now, a quick recap of our first four reasons for spending time outside. Nature time can benefit our mental health, number one. Number two, it can benefit our physical health and development, including brain development. Number three, it can help us reduce our screen time and screen dependency. Number four, time in nature can help us to feel more awe. Now we'll wrap up with our fifth and final reason to spend time outside with our families. And that is that when we love the earth, we care about the earth. As we create a family culture of outdoor appreciation and fun, we are directly influencing the next generation to care about the outdoors to care about respecting nature and finding new and innovative ways to make sure that our green spaces are cared for 
so that our parks can be loved and appreciated by generations to come. Scott Sampson makes the argument that individuals who spend abundant time playing outdoors as children are more likely to grow up with a strong attachment to place and an environmental ethic. He talks about his own childhood spent playing and discovering in nature and how that directly influenced his career choice. And I know this is the second time I've talked about Scott Sampson. For those of you that don't know who that is, Scott Sampson is a paleontologist who young kids might know from the show Dinosaur Train. And he also wrote a fabulous book about connecting kids with nature called How to Raise a Wild Child, and I highly recommend it. When your kids have the time and space to connect with the outdoors, they will grow up to be adults who feel that nature is a part of who they are. They will feel a sense of belonging and attachment to the natural world. And the hope is that they will then care about protecting it. That might look like advocating for responsible environmental policy. It might look like serving on a parks department board or volunteering their time picking up litter or planting trees or advocating for communities who lack green spaces. Of course, these are all things that you can model as the adult in their life. And there are many things that you can empower them to do even now. I am so excited and appreciative that you are here making the time to listen to this podcast today. I hope that some of these reasons to spend time outside have resonated with you. And I would love to hear about your top reasons for spending time outside. So please join the conversation over on Instagram, where you can find me at Happy Outdoor Families. If you're getting outside this week, I would love to see what you and your families are up to. Share a picture and be sure to tag me or use the hashtag Happy Outdoor Families, and I'd love to be able to showcase some of your awesome play and exploration. And if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, don't forget to hit subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Every Monday, you will hear a new discussion on all things outdoors And then on Wednesdays, I will be publishing a play invitation for all of the young kids out there. This is a podcast segment made just for kids to listen to and play along with with their favorite grownups. And actually the very first installment of that segment is now live. So you can go and check it out. I hope you love it. And if you have a minute to hop on your favorite podcast app, and leave me a rating and review. That is so helpful in getting happy outdoor families in the ears of more listeners. Have a great week, everybody, and I'll see you outside.